0: From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, PayPal's crypto play legitimizes Bitcoin, says MicroStrategy's CEO. Hackers attack the Trump campaign website, and Open Zeppelin makes a tool to defend against DeFi risk. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. In a minute, we have a conversation with CEO of OpenZeppelin, and we're going to talk about ways that he is helping the DeFi space prevent hacks. You know, we've been having hacks all over the place. Yam was a disaster. Harvest just the other day, 34 million there. And, well, he might have a solution for people to come into space a little earlier and be more secure. So we're gonna get into that conversation as our main conversation today. But before we go into that, I want you guys to look at a link that I had below. And I got this from my buddy, Paul McNeil, the crypto curator who's been on the show many times, and he will still continue to come on the show. And this link is from the World Economic Forum of 2017 and their predictions for 2030. And I just wanted you guys to listen to this because this is scary. He said it the other day, it's scary, but, but I didn't understand what he meant by how scary it is until I started thinking about this. And the number one prediction from the World Economic Forum for the world in 2030 is you won't own anything. You won't own a car. You won't own a house. You won't own any appliances. You won't own any clothes. And this is like one of those wow eureka moments because we see the shift in consumer behavior right now to basically renting everything or subscribing, subscription services to everything. I mean, back in the day, I'd go to Best Buy or Blockbuster even and buy movies. And I, But now I have Netflix. I used to have the biggest CD collection of all my friends. I had hundreds of CDs. Now I have Spotify. What do we really own and where can subscription services continue to just fill our voids of things that we wanna have at $10 or $20 a month? clothes is is an interesting one imagine if i can get fresh new clothes every month or so for a subscription service of maybe say 70 80 a month and i'm fresh crispy and clean every day of the week for every occasion and imagine when cars start to be self-driving and you don't have to own a car you just call it up, it drives to your house immediately and they're parked all over the place and they take you to your destinations. Maybe you can even get on their app and schedule them so you don't even have to call them. You don't even have to wait. It's just like having a car, but it's not yours. Subscription service. What can you really own anymore? I mean, you can have cash, you can have gold. I mean, you could keep it physically. I don't even know where people keep gold anymore or where you, you could keep gold. I never had gold. You can have Bitcoin. I know exactly where you can keep Bitcoin. In your ledger or your hard wallet. Cold storage, baby. Do not keep it on exchanges. There's my security 411 for this episode. Not on exchanges. And real estate-ish, right? You can own real estate-ish. And I say-ish because if you don't pay your taxes, you don't pay your HOA fees, they can take your property away. But can this snowball? Can this really snowball into more and more of your daily life Necessities, your assets just being rented. I mean, come on, look, one third of people don't even own their house. One third of people in the United States rent. That's 43 million households. I didn't own furniture until the last couple years because I always rented and I rented at places that were fully furnished. And only till I bought some real estate did I start putting furniture in it. So, this concept of not owning anything by the year 2030. Is very interesting, and I would love everybody to read the article that's linked in the show notes. Do a deep kind of thought experiment of what that could look like and think about the things that you don't own right now that you used to own. Like I said, movies, music. I mean, my pictures are in the cloud on my Apple devices, I don't have a physical picture anymore. My whereabouts are owned by somebody else. Somebody knows by my Apple Watch, by my computer, by my phone, by my car even, that my GPS is somewhere and they know where I am. I can't even hide from anybody. And like I said, my real estate-ish is not completely owned by me, but it is if I keep paying my taxes and my HOA fees. So do a deep dive and then juxtapose that to the importance of say, owning your private keys. Keeping your crypto safe and secure in your own possession. And the power of that, the power of owning, say, an asset, gold, cash, Bitcoin, and the power that could be taken away if everything goes, say, digital, or we use services that give you Bitcoin but are just kind of like IOUs or custodial. So deep dive with this one. I thought it was very interesting. And now after a five minute intro rant, let's take a look at those crypto prices. Yo, money talk. And I'm recording this at 2:30 Eastern Standard Time. And for all of you guys that says that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency do not follow the stock markets and they're independent, and they're BS, yo. Come on, the stock market is falling, and so is the crypto market. Bitcoin is at thirteen thousand one hundred eighty-five dollars and ninety-five cents, down three point six five percent from yesterday. Ethereum three eighty-four sixty down 5.9% from yesterday. Litecoin, 55.59, down 4.45% from yesterday. Chainlink, 11.46, down 7.3% from yesterday. And XRP, 24.6 cents, down 3% from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $392.2 billion, with a BTC dominance of 62.2%. Yowzers today hurt. Do not panic because of a big pullback. We are still at $13,000, y'all. But also, don't say that this doesn't follow the stock market. It follows it. I have not seen it once not be correlated with ups and downs of the stock market. And coming up is our conversation with Damian Brenner, CEO of Open Zeppelin, talking about his solutions to make DeFi more secure.
1: Hi, Matthew. How are
0: you? I'm very good. Thank you very much, sir. So yesterday we put out an article, Open Zeppelin ships a tool to defend against Ethereum DeFi risk. You know what? There has been hacks in DeFi quite a bit lately, especially when we're talking about Harvest the other day, $34 million hacked because of, they say it's a bug. They said it was a problem. Can you tell me one, a little bit about the hacks that have been happening and then go into what Open Zeppelin can do to prevent this?
1: Perfect. So in the end, DeFi and... and Crypto in general is code that powers real money. So, when you have a problem with the code, then money siphon and there's a problem. In particular, what happened with um, Harvest was that the attacker used the flash loan to manipulate price, was able to siphon money out of a Harvest ball. This is not an unknown attack. This is something that happened previously. It was pretty similar to what happened to BCX protocol a couple of months ago. Security is a big problem, especially when there's money involved. And our approach at open Zeppelin, our, our mission is to protect the open economy. So everything we do with our products and services are targeted target to facilitating developers' lives by building with already security best practices built in.
0: Okay, so the, I see that this is a, a free software that is going to automate this process. Can you tell me a little bit about how that works and how, how can you know that a... I guess my question is when I see free software, I always think like there's always gonna be a paid version or a version that's gonna be better. How do you automate DeFi? How do you automate auditing? How do you automate security?
1: Yeah, so Defender is an open Zeppelin Defender is the first security operations platform for Ethereum. Security as a whole, like we we take a very comprehensive approach to security that involves different aspects for building, inspecting and managing your code. We don't think that the way you scale security is by scaling the number of auditors looking at code and looking at smart contracts but uh no building with the right um security best practices in that respect we built like 4 years ago the most popular library for smart contract development called openzeppelin contracts openzeppelin contracts provides reusable and vetted smart contract modules that projects can use to build their own applications over 2 million do- downloads so it's very popular. Then we conduct security audits to many of the big names in the industry, Compound, Coinbase, Ave, Uniswap. And through all these experiences, we learned that there's no comprehensive solution. There's no way to automate security, but there are ways to build with security best practices. That's what we're doing with Defender. That's our next step. Free on testnet right now. Mainnet usage has uh, a paid version.
0: So, if I'm getting this right, this is basically a template, a, a smart contract template that's been audited that people could just basically plug and play to build their DeFi or smart contracts with?
1: That's the Open Zeppelin contracts library, which we launched four years ago. That's hugely popular. Open Zeppelin builds on top of that and provides you not only the tools to build stuff, but also the infrastructure to manage it. For example, how do you change a parameter in a smart contract? How do you upgrade a smart contract? How do you sense, send secure transactions to your smart contracts? How do you access security best practices? Everything that involves, especially beyond once a project got, is released to mainnet.
0: Okay, so I'm still a little confused. Then what is Defender?
1: <laughs> OpenZeppelin Defender is a security operations platform for developers to be able to build on top of that using security best practices.
0: Okay, so I, I, I that makes no sense to anybody that doesn't do this. What does that mean? Does that mean that it's a template? Does it mean that's a list of checklists? Does it mean like what is it? My my wife give me a grocery list to the store, and you just put that in and go, hey, I, I, did I get the eggs? I got the eggs. What <laughs> does that cool. mean?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. So in particular, what it is today, it's it looks like a software as a service product. Where you log in there's a really nice user interface very seamless where you can upload your smart contracts by uploading smart contracts it's not that you're giving access to open zeppelin defender but you are you can use your own multi sig wallets and you host and you own your own private keys but you just upload the contracts and you're able to manage them through a really nice user interface you're able to create automated tasks on top of that so you can also think of it like at the eight even though it's not a direct analogy, but like an AWS for smart contracts.
0: Okay, I understood. Understood. So, what does this mean for the future of DeFi and smart contracts? Do we do you think that if people like Yam Harvest, you know, switch to you know using you know Open Zeppelin and Defender to you know manage their smart contracts, we we can just eliminate
1: hacks altogether? Um, so, if we look at the more mature projects in the space they don't have as much security problems or narratives as the new ones. And that that's because they have more experience, more learnings, more resourcing, and more infrastructure built. So the question is, how do you provide the newcomers and the new creative people building amazing things with the same infrastructure that a compound has or eventually Coinbase could have? That's what Defender offers.
0: So again, back to my question, what does this mean for DeFi and people who are running smart contracts, even if they're new or old? I mean, how, how does this this uh, solution that you you are giving the crypto space going to change the crypto space?
1: So one one problem, a big problem that projects have today is they need to find a balance between moving fast to market and getting products faster while also being diligent and reducing user risk. Defender kind of addresses that uh, issue by providing you off-the-shelf infrastructure already built with security best practice. So, teams can build faster, can ship faster, can iterate and innovate faster without having to worry about all the things that are not core to their own area of expertise. So what that means to DeFi, I believe, and this is why we're building it, is we hope that more people can experiment with this technology. We hope that more people can build amazing protocols and amazing applications that are really useful and create this open economy in a much faster, accelerated way.
0: Damien, that's what I want to hear. Damien. Thank you very much for coming on the show and tell me about your new project and your new release. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for having me.
0: And another news, MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor said that PayPal's crypto play is legitimizing Bitcoin. And he said this on his Q3 earnings call. He highlighted PayPal's introduction to the crypto trading and Square's $50 million Bitcoin purchase as a way that Bitcoin is being legitimized. He himself was a skeptic in 2013 when he said... Bitcoin's days are numbered. Well, he had a change of heart where he now holds personally 17,732 Bitcoins, which he bought for get this sit down. You might want to sit down for this. He bought for one hundred and seventy five point two million dollars at an average cost of nine thousand eight hundred and eighty two dollars a piece, which, by the way, today is worth two hundred and thirty six point two million dollars and he just gained about sixty million dollars Michael good job I hope it pays off for you and I hope it pays off for all of us Malta has authorized its first regulated crypto public offering after two years of deliberations Malta's crypto regulations billed as the most innovative in the world were first announced in 2018 and startups flocked to the island seeking regulatory approval the recipient is V A I O T. Now if that's a word I don't know. Viot. Anyway, which develops AI-powered services for business. The country's regulator still has dozens of applications under consideration. Malta received 340 preliminary crypto license applications in 2019 alone, but none were approved until now. To achieve regulatory approval for its forthcoming token sale, Viot had to demonstrate that proper procedures were in place to prevent money laundering and terrorist financing. The project went through security and smart contract audits with the provider approved by the Maltese authorities. And finally, hackers attack Trump website and ask for Monero. For a half hour today, potential supporters of President Trump were unable to access his campaign website.
1: Uh, uh, uh. you didn't say the magic word. <coughs>
0: they were, however, able to send Monero to the hackers responsible for hacking DonaldJTrump.com. The hackers used their 30 minutes of fame to post a notice saying this site was seized. And the world has had enough of the fake news spread daily by President Donald J. Trump, complete with replica seals of the Department of Justice and the FBI. A Trump campaign spokesperson denied that any sensitive data had been taken from the website, which is now back to normal. To those hackers that hacked that website and asked for Monero, you're an idiot. Why would you do that to the President of the United States? Like him or not, He's the one that's going to be on the ear of everybody that's going to force regulations on the crypto space. If you like your Monero, if you like your cryptocurrency, if you like your hacking scams, why don't you just leave a couple people alone so they don't like think about crypto a lot and don't put strong regulations and make our lives difficult? How about that? How about that? No? Yeah, you're an idiot. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. If you want to send me an email, MatthewAaron at decrypt.co. If you want to see my lives and the videos of these interviews, join my Facebook page, the Decrypt Daily Facebook group, the Decrypt Daily. And don't forget, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you're subscribed, like, share, and leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible. Thank you very much. And I will see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everyone.